Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to Life's Essentials with Prem Rawat. Thank you so much for downloading the episode. We really hope you enjoy it. This is episode 13. It's called Growing the Seeds of Peace. In this episode, Pastor Lorraine Jones is in conversation with Prem in Lambeth in London to talk about stopping knife crime, dealing with grief and how to forgive. For more information, head over to premrawat.com. Well, thank you, Lorraine, and thank you, everyone. It's an uh, honor to be here this evening. And, uh, you know, you've heard a lot, and the, what we are here to talk about is not particularly a pleasant subject that's at the root of it, all this violence that's going on. But I can't help but think of a story. So please forgive me. It, It is a joke. The story is actually a joke. But I want to offer hope in this subject. And so I hope that this makes this, uh, helps put it in perspective for you. So there was a guy, and this person, he was normal in every aspect, except for one. And that aspect was that he thought he was a grain of wheat. (laughs) Now, this didn't really pose much of a problem till he saw chickens. (laughs) And when he would see a chicken, he would freak out. Because thinking that he was a grain of wheat, chickens would eat him. So this problem kept getting compounded and compounded and compounded, and finally it got to a point where his family just couldn't take it anymore because wherever he would go, he'd see a chicken and he'd just start screaming and trying to run away. So they put him in a mental institution. And day after day after day, this doctor worked with him and worked with him and tried to convince him that he was a human being, that he wasn't really a grain of wheat. And it took a long time, a really long time. But one day, the doctor asked him, who are you? And he said, I'm a human being. And the doctor said, are you sure you're a human being and not a grain of wheat? And he goes, absolutely, I am a human being. He said, you know what? You're cured. (laughs) 
you may now actually leave this institution. You are cured. I'm going to sign your certificate and you may leave. Man was very happy he was going to get to get out. Doctor signed his certificate. He took the certificate and he left. And the doctor was very relieved. And about 15 minutes later, the guy came back. And the doctor said, what are you doing here? I said, you could go. You're cured. And he looked at the doctor and he says, doc, I know I am cured. But has anybody told the chickens <laughs> that I am not a grain of wheat, but a human being? So, I told you that story because that's our problem. There are people who have forgotten what is it like to be a human being. So let me just spend a few minutes here telling you about a human being. A human being is someone who carries in their heart an ocean of kindness. A human being is someone who has in them tremendous amount of strength. A human being is someone who carries within them amazing amount of wisdom. Now I know some of you are sitting here like, what are you talking about? What, what aliens are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about aliens. I'm talking about human beings. This is who we are. The question is, if we have this tremendous amount of wisdom in us, if we have this tremendous amount of kindness in us, if we have this tremendous amount of joy in us, why are we not expressing it? Why are we not sharing it? Why are we here today talking about these heinous crimes that are taking place? Why are we here talking about just the statistics for 2016 of how many people commit suicide? 6,188 people commit suicide in the UK. Why is it not safe for one human being to walk on a street that was created by human beings? Why is it not safe for a human being to walk in their own country, to walk on their own street that they live on? And who is causing the threat? A lion? A tiger? A snake? 
You know, it's really amazing. If you saw a lion on a street, feel free to take your chances. The chances are you are not going to get attacked. He may look at you like, what are you doing here? And it sees no threat, but a human being. Be very, very careful. How could that be? How could that be? You saw in that little play. Somebody comes out and bullies this person. Right? Now, I know one thing about kids. <laughs> have, you, have you heard that monkey see, monkey do? That really applies to kids. They copy us. You know who they copy? They copy the adults. Look at our newspaper. Look at our these people who bully other people. And the child goes, I want to be like that. Lying and cheating? Where does a child learn lying from? Do they go to a school? No, from their own parents. Child is sitting there, mother was speeding, police officer pulls over, you were speeding. No, I wasn't. Uh, this is after the child has already warned the mother, Mom, are you speeding? <laughs> and what's the solution? Shh! Shh! What has happened? We are willing. We are willing to throw away 50% of good food but not share anything. What happened? What happened? And there are people going, you know, the world's going hungry. And here we are in the first world countries just throwing the food away. And going, oh yeah, that's a real problem. That's not the problem. We are the problem. Now when we say we are the problem, consider this to be really good news. We are the problem, by the way. That's good news. You know why that's good news? Because if it's us, we can change it. But if this is coming from Mars, <laughs> we got a problem. 
If this is coming from Venus, we've got a problem. But this is actually coming from right here on this earth, created by us. And if we want to change, we can change it. That's why it's good news. And what is it going to take? It's going to take collective effort. Nobody excluded. Nobody excluded. Parents clean their house. Don't involve the little kids. And the, after the house is clean, the kid takes things and goes, tuck, 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 tuck. And all the parents do is, what are you doing that for? Why are you doing that for? And yell and scream. Instead of getting involved and getting the little kid involved to clean the house, then the kid knows. How many toys will he pull out? Only that many that he feels like putting back. <laughs> but when it's not him, how many to toys is he going to pull out? As many as he can. For no reason at all. I have some experience in this. I have four kids of my own. And I have three grandchildren. So I know. And why? The parents need to be parents. The parents need to be parents. Parents, parents are somebody who nurture their young, protect their young, and teach their young. But I'll tell you what's going on in this world. Most parents don't have the time to do any of that. They got to go. They're busy. They're busy doing what? What is the system that we have created? I'll tell you what is the system that we have created. Let's build more prisons. That's the system we have created. What does it take to put a person in the prison? It takes, in the United States of America and California alone, it takes $65,000 to support a person in prison, a year, which exceeds the salary of a fireman and of a teacher. Wow, that's a brilliant solution. I mean, I am sure that if you went around and offered that money, at least half of it, or even a quarter of it, or half the people who say, look, you know, he will give you this much amount of money, just don't commit a crime. <laughs> They'd be happy to accept that money and not do anything. I'm not here to point fingers because I still hold this to be true, that there is an ocean of kindness in each one of us. I still hold this to be true. That there is an ocean. Of wisdom. In each one of us. And all it is waiting for. Is to be brought out. When I see. In this world. This despair. 
What is despair? It is the opposite of hope. When there is no hope, there is desperation. Desperation. And this desperation, we all see it. But what is on the other side of the coin? If one side is desperation, the other side of the coin is hope. If one side is anger, then the other side is forgiveness. And we, we just have to understand that in the darkness, light is never far away. I can prove that. How long does it take after you turn off the light for darkness to take over? In a pitch dark room, you turn off the light, how long does it take? It's instant. It was just waiting. Light goes out, darkness comes in. Light comes, darkness flees. It's how simple it is. What happens to that youth who has given, who has been given years and years and years and years of hope? Study hard and you will make something of yourself. Study hard and you'll be successful. And he does. And he comes out, graduated with a piece of paper saying, you made it. And at the graduation, they all throw their hats. Yay! Done! Done! I made it! And now, the real making it begins. And they go. Job opportunity, to job opportunity, to job opportunity. And what do they get? What does that certificate bring them? No, 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 no. And what happens? What happens when day after day after day after day, every day becomes the same? Same. Every day becomes the same. No for an answer. No path. No hope. Nothing left. When is it going to change? And I'll tell you what happens. The deafening sound of boredom. Boredom starts to take over. It's not just the youth. It's not just the youth. 
just the adults do. When you keep doing the same thing, after a little while, it just becomes boring. And that boredom becomes so loud, that boredom becomes so strong, so persuasive, that you will do anything to have a relief, even for a few minutes, even if it means to do something dangerous. You remember when you were little kids? You driving with your parents? You asked, when are we gonna get there? 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 And then it just rolled down the window. Put your hand out and make it fly. Go up and down. And then start sticking it out further. And then start letting your hair out further. And then start sticking it. And your parents are saying, don't do that. But that was exciting. Because it was so boring just to sit there. Hour after hour, minute after minute. There's nothing you can do. That's not what life is meant to be. Life is not meant to be boring. Life, by the very nature of the planet that we live on, should be exciting. I mean, the sun rises. We travel at this tremendous speed as this earth rotates. Whopping around the sun beyond supersonic speed. The sun rises, sun sets, never at the same time. On this planet Earth, somewhere, always, always, a sun is rising. And somewhere on this planet, always, the sun is setting. It never stops. It never stops. We live in the most dynamic, in the most amazing place there is. And yet we don't acknowledge that. But we're too busy concocting how we can hurt each other. Concocting all these wars, the same mind, believe me, that can create these wars is quite capable of pursuing peace. The same person who can carry a knife and plunge it into another human being is quite capable of not only stopping it, but giving kindness and attention and preventing it. What do we want? What do we want? That's the question. What do we want? Do we want these wars? And I know there are people right now going, well, what can I do about it? I, 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 
The time to stop it. The time to is finished. The time has come. And rightfully so. To acknowledge the possibility of a human being. What it means. We live in this world. I was reading a book. And in this book it said, oh yeah, the, the economy of Greece is not so doing so well. The Syrians are at war. Jordan is filling up with refugees. Iran is getting ready for the big war. And Egypt has high instability. And then the book went on to say, oh, this isn't from 2012, 13, or 14, or 15, or 16, or 17, or 18. This is news from 1177 B.C. <laughs> and I'm like, what? This has happened before? And the answer is, Yep, this has happened before. And will it happen again? Yes, it'll happen again. And will it happen again? Yes, it'll happen again. Unless we, we, we intervene. Peace isn't the problem. Why is peace possible? How dare I do I say peace is possible? How dare do I say that? Should I not acknowledge the condition of the world and say this is a pathetic world? And we are warmongers? No. Yes, we are warmongers, but at the same token, we carry in us an ocean of peace. Peace doesn't have to be created, my friends. Peace doesn't have to be brought from Mars. Peace doesn't have to be generated. Peace is already within, inside of us. It has to be discovered. We have discovered how to make wars. Now it is time to discover how to make peace. And this is what has to happen. When I work with those people who end up in prisons, they go, well, if I only knew this, I wouldn't be here. Hindsight's 2020. My name's Jason Fleming. The More Than My Past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people. People who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turned their lives around. I did mad things that was hurting myself and hurting other people. Everybody grows up in a house called normal. Heroin addiction and chaos was my normal. Some people don't understand the word moderation and uh, I was definitely one of those people. The More Than My Past podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You know, pilots have checklists. This is a really good example. Pilots have checklists. They have checklists for everything. So checklist before you start the engines, checklist when you taxi, checklist before takeoff, checklist for takeoff, checklist after takeoff, checklist climb, checklist for cruise, checklist for (laughs) descent, checklist for approach, before landing, landing, after landing, the ramp. Checklist. They have a checklist for everything, except a checklist for reading the checklist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. And that's why so many pilots crash, because they never read the checklist. Even though they have a checklist for everything, they don't have a checklist for reading the checklist. It's funny, yeah? Same thing. If we were asked at any given moment in our sanity, in our sanity, what do we like, kindness or hatred, what would we say? Kindness. Kindness. But there is no checklist to stay sane. And in that moment of insanity, what do we choose? Not kindness, which is hatred. Very, very simple. One time, a little boy came to the chief and said, Chief, I have a question. And the chief said, what? He said, my question, chief, to you is that I have seen some people who are good some of the time. And the same people who are good some of the time are bad the other time. Not Some people are good some of the time and some people are bad some of the time. No. Same people who are good some of the time are bad the other times. How can that be? And the chief said, in each one of us there is two wolves that are fighting. So the little boy thought about it. Hmm, two wolves that are fighting. Then he said, chief, I have another question. Which wolf wins? Which wolf wins? And the answer was, the one that you feed. 
the one that you feed gets strong, that one wins. My question to you is which wolf do you feed? How long does it take you to get angry? By the way, just, you don't have to answer, just answer to yourself, because you know. How long does it take you to get angry? So which wolf do you feed? Which one do you want to feed? Because a lot of people go, well, let's kill the bad wolf. Okay, let's kill the bad wolf. Is that going to help the good wolf? There's only one thing that's going to help the good wolf. If you feed it, killing the bad wolf isn't going to help the good wolf. Because the good wolf needs to win and the only way he can win is if he's strong. You also have two wolves in you. Why am I addressing you? I'm addressing you because you can be that voice that goes out. You can be that voice that goes out and makes a difference. Now let me tell you something. This is what's weird about the good over the bad. You will hear in numbers all the people who have committed suicide. You will hear the numbers. And you will hear the numbers of all the people that have been unfortunately killed in knifing accidents. But you will never hear the numbers who weren't. Because somebody made a difference. Somebody said something to someone that in that moment they took that step back and said, look, I don't have to do this. So, my point is, don't do it for patting your back because you won't be able to. Do it because your heart will applaud for you. Not for your mind, but your heart will applaud for you. Again and again and again and again. Make a difference because you can. Make a difference in your little environment. A mother says, what can I do? A mother says, what can I do? Love your child. You've made a difference. Love your child. Give that child the attention. Talk to that child. Engage that child. When you don't engage that child, you, then you are basically saying your child is dumb and stupid. Engage that child. Talk to them. Talk to them. We live in a society that is incredibly vulnerable. Why? Just go. And I, I don't want to sit here and really point 
finger at the problem. But entertainment today is when you can pick up a virtual gun and shoot as many people as you can. It's called game. And I'm always like, what? What? That's not what it should be about. Make a game in which you get to express your kindness. Make a game in which you get to express your joy. Make a game that's not boring because everybody thinks the subject of peace is boring and the subject of kindness is boring. Subject of wisdom is boring. And when people have already surrendered to that fact, I'll tell you what will happen in this world. What will happen is what is happening right now. People will be slaughtered, people will be massacred, people will be displaced. Civilizations will be in peril. I was not, in, last year I was in Colombia. And some of these kids were kidnapped and taken to jungle in the forest. They were handed guns. They didn't play with toys, they played with guns. And all their lives, all they did was kill, 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 kill. And when finally repatriation came up, they didn't know how. Till they went through the peace education program. Be a part of your own life. Be a part of your own life. Be a part of your own world. Be a part of your own family. Be a part of who you really are. Most importantly, know thyself. Know who you are. Mm. That's all. Mm. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Oh yeah, we get to sit down. And, yeah, okay. I'll sit here. I think that was awesome. I could just sit there and just feed and feed and feed and feed and feed, and I'm just getting more and more and more ideas of how I can, you know, spread this piece and. Just do the work that I'm doing. Can we just give Prem another round of applause? Thank you, Prem. Right, now we've got some um, difficult questions for you, Prem. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I know that you want, <laughs> that's what you want. Um, but we've, I've, I've, I get so many calls and emails. Because of my position in the community, I'm a pastor. Um, and even though I've lost my child, I've got seven children. Dwayne was one of seven. I've got three grandchildren. Mm. I've got a large responsibility. But because of my stance in the community, people tend to just pour out their problems and their questions to me. And I get a lot of questions from other parents that have lost their child and also siblings and people in the community. And I'm going to pose this question to you just for you to just, you know, shed, shed some more light to it. 
So we have a lot of grief, pain, trauma and hopelessness that some of our youth and families are facing due to the ripple effects of such tragic murders. How can people continue to live in a progressive life with such losses? Well, to me, uh, first of all, grief is grief. And when there is a tragedy, it's going to touch you. Because you care. Because this was somebody you loved. Because this is a part of you. And it's not so easy to just say, oh, it doesn't matter. No, that's not what it is about. Accept that grief. Feel that grief. But at the same time, Don't make that grief take over what can be to once again rise with the strength of the one you lost and truly transform into the phoenix from the ashes to flight. Where you embrace the opportunity and take not only your strength, but their strength in spirit and make something happen that the two of you are the only ones could make happen. Then you're not a victim anymore. If you stay in grief, stay in anger, stay in fear. When I was in South Africa, I was asked about forgiveness. What is forgiveness? And I said, forgiveness is the day you decide not to be victimized anymore. Because that person who took that knife and committed that heinous crime with it still holds that knife on you. And when you say no more, I will not give you, I will not give you the strength to hold this with, on me anymore and take that strength and fly free. Then that's the day you make the most remarkable of changes happen. And for me, everyone, everyone 
has a right to live. When somebody takes that right away from you, they don't understand that they have, it's not about taking away one person from the face of the earth. It's not about that. They don't see that they have taken possibly a father away from this world, possibly a mother away from this world. That they could have brought another person and another person and another person and God knows how many could have been in that chain. That that person in their act denied all that from happening. They literally, in that one moment of action, which happened virtually like that, have wiped out a little universe. Now, that universe can stay wiped out. Or you can make it rise again. From the tragedy, there are those who learn to cry. And from tragedy, there are those who make the world smile with them. This is possible. This is possible. Grief, yes. Then rise, yes. Then move forward, yes. Stronger than you ever have. Stronger than you could ever imagine. Thank you. I feel like flying. There is such a great breakdown of trust and confidence between young people and families, especially from the ethnic minority groups of people in the UK, towards the government and the police. This is something which has been said to me a number of times. It's unfortunate that it's taken so many of our children's lives to be taken from this this earth before real intervention and and even resources prem have been injected into facilities for young people and groups and spaces for young people but a number of people in the community are that the the trust has been broken down for so long with people, with the youth, and we're at a point where there is so much attention and focus on we want to end youth violence. Just recently, the mayor released some more millions. I can't remember his exact figure, but millions have been released to go into projects. But then the people, the young people, like we don't trust the government, we don't trust the police, we don't want to engage. How can that change? What would your advice be on that? Well, to me, (laughs) every human being 
Every human being needs to walk with their held, head held high with pride. With pride. When I went to South Africa the first time, I was told, you can't do mixed meetings. You will have to do separate ones for South Africans. You will have to do a separate ones for the whites. You'll have to do a separate ones for the Indian. I said, uh-uh. No way. I'm here to talk to people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I have always done. And the amazing thing was the police was watching, but they didn't want to arrest a 13-year-old. There would be a major international incident. So I just kept doing it. One place after another place after another place. We all need to hold our head high. And when we do, this is, see, this is what they need to be taught. You know, only trust is a luxury. The proud ones can do it. The proud ones can do it. But the ones, it's, it's really amazing. I was watching this documentary once. And there were these gazelles. And these gazelles knew something. They knew they could outrun the lions. So lions are all around them. And you know what they're doing? They're dancing. Jumping up and down. Like, what a stupid gazelle. He's advertising. Come and eat me. No. What he's advertising is here I am. Walk with pride because you are a human being. Be respected because you are a human being and respect others because they are a human being. Because they're like you. Because they're like you. Don't look at yourself and say, oh my God, I've got this skin killer. No. Walk with pride. Because you're a human being. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's what the youth needs to be reminded. Walk with pride regardless of what's happened to you. Prance. Don't do this. Don't do this. This is not a good idea. Walk with pride. Command respect. And you will have it. Command respect. Seen a lion walk? You think he went to a acting school? You think a lion went to an acting school? How does he know? He looks up. He doesn't go like that. No, he looks up. And he walks like he owns the universe. He doesn't even know how big the universe is. But he sure walks like he owns it. Walk. 
Socrates wasn't that dumb when he said, Know thyself. This is pure wisdom. Know thyself. Know you are a human being. Walk with pride. Until then, until then, if that doesn't happen, the truth of the matter is they can sink billions. It'll go from one pocket to the other pocket. And those who need the benefit, it will never reach them. Money has a different, money's very weird that way. When, when, <laughs> when they want, when money comes, it just finds, the, automatically finds their pocket of the rich. And it bypasses all the poor pockets. It doesn't matter how much money it is. It just bypasses. It can't be like that. It cannot be like that. Learn to walk with pride. Know who you are. Understand that. And that is your strength. And that is your wisdom. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. You just have to be. Be. People will come. Who are you? Why do you walk with so much pride? There's two ways to smile, you know. One is you can show your teeth. Another one is you smile with your eyes. <laughs> and when you smile with your eyes, they can never tell you wipe that silly smile off your face. <laughs> Learn to smile with your eyes because you know. <laughs> Do you know, I'm just smiling because we actually, we, we had the mayor of London launch the knife crime strategy at our boxing gym. And we had the commissioner the, um, of police, Chrisida, that came down as well. And they came to our arch, which is a small arch in Loughborough. And they gave us the responsibility of organizing how the presentation would go. And I got all the youth that we had been working with. So there was one point in, in, in the setting where you've got like young people, so a number of them were ex-offenders, mm. um, and some youth that were not offenders. Parents and other children in the community standing up and the commissioner, the mayor, were all clapping and applauding them for their achievements. And they kept, I mean, I remember when I, I said to them, look, they're coming to our gym, so, you know, it's an opportunity for you guys to come and just say what you've been doing. And they said, but how can we? I said, you can walk exactly. with pride. So I'm just smiling. So we need to echo that more for our youth. I mean, you said, no matter what you've done, walk with that pride so that, you know, the finance can come our way. And it did come, a bit of it came our way. <laughs> anyway, we've got <laughs> We've got a, another question from a, a lovely young lady. Yes, you can stand. So if you can ask your question. 
Just say who you are and then. Uh, hi, Ben. Hi, my name's Kaysen. Can everyone hear me? Yeah. yeah. That's right. I've got a loud voice. Um, so basically, my question is um, I have two, if you don't mind. But my first question is, is today, everyone, we talk about peace, but what's a practical tool that we can take away today that we can do and act in our life? that isn't just about pride and how we present ourselves, but it's about what can we do with another person or in our community? What can we do more? So a practical tool. And then another thing is a practical tool to find peace. Uh, I've got some young people here with me here today, and as we work for the toilet break, they're like, well, what do I do? Like, how do I find it? Like, I don't know. So a practical tool that we can do that can help us to find peace. They're my two questions. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I like to say it this way. Say I'm a doctor. And this gentleman here comes to me. And he's, you know, he, he comes to me as a doctor and, 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 and he says, you know, I think I have cancer. And so now I have made a diagnosis and this and that. And I'm going to tell him something. I'm just going to tell him. Just going to tell him something. And I say to him, no, you're fine. I just told him that, right? You think he'll be relieved? He will be. I'm the doctor. <laughs> he came to me asking the question, do I have cancer? And I just told him, no, you don't. I did tests, I did the diagnosis, all the test results came back, you don't have cancer, you're fine. So I can say something to somebody and that can make a huge difference. So let me tell you something. And that should make a huge difference. You have peace inside of you. Good news! <laughs> but we don't take that as good news. We go, huh? Huh? Why are we hawing when somebody just said you have peace inside of you? The fact that you have peace inside of you, wow, that's the best news I've heard. I don't have to go looking for it, I don't have to buy it. I don't have to beg for it. I have it in me. And wherever you go, you carry it within you. And even in your darkest hour, in your worst moment in your life, you have peace in you. And nobody can take it away from you. And it's all yours. Nobody can steal it from you. Nobody can rob you of it. And that's the peace that you have in you. And that is the most powerful practical tool there is to first acknowledge and begin to understand. You're not a pauper. You are extremely rich. You carry in you not one coin, not two coins, but a gold mine. Now, knowing that you carry in you a gold mine, you can be as wealthy as you want to be. And that's the first step to peace.
Socrates call it know thyself. I call it acknowledge. Socrates didn't say know that person or that person or know your local council member. No, know thyself. You. You know you. That's the power of acknowledgement. That's the power of understanding. You understand that that's in you. You're well on your way to peace. That's the most practical tool. And then, if you want to, join the peace education program. Because it, it makes a difference. Again, it puts the spotlight on you. Your life, understand you, walk this life with pride, not false pride, real pride. Why? Because you know you. Not because you have something, but you have discovered the ocean of peace. There was a great poet, Indian poet, Kabir, who said that there is a drop, there is a drop in the ocean, everyone knows. But there is an ocean in the drop, only a few know. You are that drop that carries an ocean in you. Okay? Thank you. Thank you, Prem. We have one question from PC Damon. If he can come and present his question. Hello, Prem. Hello. Confidence, trust. Confidence, trust, happiness, and fulfillment are fundamental core values that young people. And many of those working with you believe the vital foundations in addressing the many issues that young people face. A major concern of you, you mentioned this answer already, is those affiliating with gangs, it's a lack of confidence and trust they have in organisations like education, police, and even their families. I've noticed in the message that you've given before, and which you are sharing around the world, is the recognition of respect which you give to all individuals you encounter and allowing them, allowing them to have a voice and discover their own voices. Mr. Primover has also brought to my attention the benefits of being conscious of what one is doing and the major threat disease of being unconscious. As. My question is how can organisations and families work better together consciously to build better relationships of confidence? It's a very, very good question. The first organization that needs to be really highly organized is called the family. And the organization should not try to support directly the individuals, they really should try to support the families. Because, okay, I'm just saying this because I am a father. Why is friendship 
with total strangers so meaningful than the friendship with the family? Why is it for the adults or for the, the kids, so, the friendship with total strangers so alluring? Because they listen to them. They give them time of day. Even if they're doing bad things, it's not about chastising each other, just listening to each other. How can we bring that in a family? Right now, the family doesn't have time, and especially in this nuclear family. It's just they don't have time. They want to run out. They've got this to do. They got this to do. They got this to do. They got this to do. And their version of giving responsibility to the kids is to leave them alone <laughs> where they feel even more lonely. And then they want to go and find this whole gang situation where there is a tremendous amount of acceptance, even though it is like, here's the gun, go kill somebody first if you want to join this gang. And they're so desperate. So to me, organizations need to support the family structures. And the governments need to support the family structures. The businesses need to support the family structures. What can we do to empower the family structure? to be there. How, what can we do to tell people, before you start a family, think about it. Think about it. Don't just do it and then bam. And then it's like, whoa. And after that, it's just like being on a ride. Your car is going 900 miles an hour. And you don't even have, you know, you don't even have enough energy to pull your hands forward, much less else. You're just floored. And you stay floored for the rest of your life because then things keep happening and things keep happening and things keep happening. This is very bad consequences. This is very bad consequences. The first time this actually happened was approximately 2,000 years ago. And it's called the Mahabharat. It is a poem that was written by Ved Vyas, which is bigger than the Eliot and the Odyssey put together. And in this, Amazingly enough, this woman is Mary, Gandhari is her name. She's married to a king who is blind. And because she is married, she didn't know that, that she was getting married to a blind king. She gets married to a blind king, and then she realizes he's blind, and so she also ties a piece of cloth on her eyes and blindfolds herself to be just like her husband. And the children then she has become the cause of a terrible war in which millions of people are killed. Because she did not, could not advise her children 
because she wasn't seeing what they were doing. They were unjust. They were cruel. And the same problem is like the 1177 BCs playing out again and again and again. And this will yet play out again if we don't wise up. Learning from history is not learning to learn the dates. I wish they would stop doing that because they learned the dates but not what the history is teaching. So they're very good. Oh, yeah, that happened, that. But they're not teaching what happened. And how can you avoid this again? Because that's what's important. To bring a child to bring a child into this, into this world should be a privilege. Uh, to bring a child into this world should be a conscious act, should be well thought out, should be well understood. And there's no education for that. There's no education for that. And on one hand, there's so much unconsciousness and a very fertile field being created of unconsciousness. And, other, and the, on the other side, we want things that happen consciously. That can only be the result of when things are done consciously. But this dichotomy is not going to go away until the society at large, till they make some very concrete decisions. Very concrete decisions have to be made. What do we want? How do we want it? And I think the solutions are there. But they're, they're, again, there are going to be solutions that are going to collectively have to be derived at. It cannot be the old fogies saying this is how it should be because they're already living in past history. And it's not their time. And yet, those who are lost, well, it's really not a good idea to ask people who are lost to say, which way should we go? <laughs> because they're the last thing you're going to hear from them is, we're lost. Don't ask us. So it's one of those things where to have this light come on, we really need to all come together. All of us need to come together. I cannot... I cannot overemphasize this thing of, of creating a fertile form, a, a, a platform, a, a place where all of us can come together. You know, we're being divided by technology. Older people have the wisdom, but they don't have the know-how of the technology. The young people know the technology, but what have they got to say? Really strange things. You know, so, 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 so all of a sudden you have given the megaphone to the person who has nothing to say. And so they're just sitting there going, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three. And this is what's going on, you know. It's time to really bring collectively everyone, everyone, the religion, not just to outcast the religion. Bring the religion in. See what they have to say. Because there's some great wisdom there. Bring in 
the the people who 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 run these institutions they have great things to say all of the people from the whole cross section really coming together in an area where they can really have something to offer i think that in the army the veterans should be the first ones to give the lectures to the people who want to join the army you know, because they at least can tell them, oh, by the way, when you get out there, they're going to shoot at you. You know, there, there was this one kid who goes, I, 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 I couldn't believe they were shooting at me and he had joined the army. You know, and he was out there in the Gulf War and he's going, I couldn't believe it. They were shooting at me. I mean, I don't know what kind of prep he went through, but it's like, what do you expect? It's like a pilot going and I pulled on the yoke and the thing took off. And I was like... Yeah, but that's what you learned to do, you know. So I don't, I, I, I don't like to be the person who are pointing fingers at people. But to me, it's like, you know, a lot of people say to me, you know, what about these wars? And I say, look, if we can create wars, we can also create peace. But it really is just a question of where our attention and focus is going on. And even a simple message like peace is possible makes a tremendous amount of difference. Mm -hmm. It just clicks on somebody's head. It makes a tremendous amount of difference. And the, the people who are going around and looking at this message and, and, you know, Instagramming it or whatever, obviously something in that message has impassioned them to, 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 to follow through. And these are the little things that we think, you know, what difference does it make? Well, yeah, you won't have the numbers, but believe me, it's making a difference. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Life's Essentials with Prem Rawat. We'll be back soon with more episodes. In the meantime, it would be great if you could subscribe and give us a review as well. For more information, go to premrawat.com. my darlings it's me Anna Man, actress singer welder gotta have a backup I've been in everything my darlings and I've been cut from most things however I will not be cut from one thing and that is my own podcast talking to actors with Anna Man, where I meet those rarest of creatures the actors that's talking to actors on the great big owl Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 